following is a podcast of 19 North, a young adults ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, see 19north.tv. Okay, so man, we are ready to have a good night. You guys ready to have a good night? You guys ready to receive from God and, and what he has for you? So do you guys like who you're sitting by? You guys like who you're sitting by? Okay, because we only have another hour and a half of preaching before we get to have some fun. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I remember, I, remember, I remember growing up and going to a Pentecostal church. I don't know if you guys know the Pentecostal backgrounds, but it used to get hot up in there. I mean, we would see people using tambourines. They would be running around in circles in a glory cloud. They would be just screaming and shouting at the top of their lungs. And I remember this one Sunday afternoon, the preacher, I'm not kidding, you preached for at least three and a half hours at minimum. And I remember leaving service that one night, and uh, that one day, and I left and I went and got lunch. And I came back and he was still preaching. How many of you guys are glad 19 North is in a service like four and a half hours long? And we're going to have some serious rain, so it's going to be a good night. But tell your neighbor... You are looking good. Let them know they're looking good. Now tell that neighbor you so kindly neglected who was your second option of the night. You're looking really, really good. Let them know they're looking really, really good. Love you. But guys, tonight, before we even get into the message, I want you guys to know this that you belong here at 19 North, that you don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. In fact, I, I, I guarantee there's, there's religions all over in this room, different religions, different views. But what I realize about the gospel, what I realize about Jesus, Jesus did not come on this earth to die for religion. See, Jesus came on this earth to die so that we may have a relationship with him. So no matter what your religion is, we, save, we serve a God and not a religion. Or maybe there's some of you guys here tonight that are bitter at God. You're saying, man, I, I've been praying to you, God. I've been seeking you on this one thing, on this one topic. I've been wanting to do this, this thing for the longest time. And you're bitter at God because he's not answering your prayer. Or maybe he, it, it came to pass where he did not answer your prayer. Or maybe you don't even believe in God. Maybe you're here tonight because your friend dragged you here. See, no matter where you're at, you belong here. Because we're all on this journey to becoming more like Christ. And you keep on coming back here to 19 North. You keep on coming back to the family because you are family if you come here to the ministry. And connect with people here. Bond with people. Grow with people. That's what we're all about here at 19 North. Belong, connect, and develop. We want to see people connect like no other, no, no other way before. We want to see people develop in their spiritual lives, their personal lives. We want to see people grow deeper with God. And tonight, you know, a lot of preachers, they, they preach to change somebody's mind. Or they, they preach to change somebody's thinking. But I'm not here tonight to change your thinking or change your mind. Because our minds change all the time. But I'm here to preach a message from God. And truly believe that, that, that you will have an encounter with God. Because when you have an encounter with God, it's not head knowledge, but it's heart knowledge. And we need him to change our hearts tonight in order to become more like him. So if you guys are taking notes, 
I titled my message, Too Good to Be True. Tell your neighbor, it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. Have you ever heard or seen something so extravagant? Like, like you're on Instagram and you're scrolling the feed and you see a sponsorship come up and there's Yeezys for $90 and you click on the website and you go to, you go to that website and you see that the deal even got better. You can get two Yeezy shoes for 100 bucks, and then they'll ship it to you for free. Like when I saw that on Instagram, I'm like, man, that is too good to be true because I know those things are at least $300 a pop. Or maybe when, when, when you're watching TV and you see a commercial come on about a weight loss program and you see a pill that you could take and you don't have to change a thing about your diet, that you can eat three Krispy Kreme donuts a day, you can have Chick-fil-A all day, you can, eat, uh, you can have asparagus, you can have pop, you can have uh, sugar, all you want, and you will not gain any weight. Chances are that's too good to be true. See, in America, if it's, too, if, it, if it's too good to be true, chances are it is. So I thought, you know, I would try this out. I was about 16 years old, and I was a chubby little thing. You guys need to know this. I was a chubby little thing with glasses. And I wanted to lose some weight because I was pretty, I was pretty, I was pretty round. So I, I was watching this, this commercial on, on, on TV, and it was for Oxy Elite Pro. And they told me, you don't have to change one thing about your diet, but all you do is have to go to gym three times a week for one hour, and, and, and you'll lose 20-plus pounds. And I thought to myself, man, this is too good to be true. So I started to take this Oxy Elite Pro, and I realized that my heart began to pump and pump and pump so fast that I couldn't even work out anymore. And the result of that was I didn't lose 20 pounds, but actually the only thing that I gained in that was gaining pimples all over my body because of the caffeine and the testosterone that was in that. See, it was too good to be true. And tonight, I want to read a text out of the Bible about the grace of God that is so ridiculous, a statement that will leave you breathless in saying, that is too good to be true. See, God's grace is this. It's his unmerited favor. Jesus came down on the earth for me and for you to, to, to pay a penalty that we deserved. See, he paid a penalty, which was death, but he gave us what he deserved, which was life. And that's such a beautiful display of who our God is and his unconditional love and grace. It says in Ephesians 2, 1 through 9, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and once you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. See, when I read just those few texts, what I realize about that is that was us. That was us before we had a relationship with Jesus. We were, we were into the things of this world. We tried this and we tried that, and we thought that maybe if we would, would do that, then it would bring satisfaction. And what I love about that verse, it, it reminds me, every time that I share the gospel with an unbeliever, that's where I once was. And it says this, it works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. 
but God. I love those two words. But God, tonight, you might be in a lonely place. You might be in a dark place. But when you have an encounter with Jesus, when you have an encounter with God, he could take you from that lonely place and bring you to a place where, man, you have more friends than you could ever drink, think or imagine. Or maybe you're struggling with depression and you're, you're in this rut and you just can't seem to get out. But we serve a but God who could take you from, from depression to fulfillment to happiness. Wherever you are in your life, whatever trial and circumstance that you may be facing tonight, know that we serve a but God a faithful God, and it says, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, we were dead, but God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming age he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. This is important. This next text is important because we see that, that he's repeating himself from the, from the text above. And he says this, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, but it is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. See, what I realized in this life, what I realized in 25 years of living if it wasn't for Jesus, and if it wasn't for what he has done on the cross for, for me and for you, we would be living in this thing called the sin cycle, where we would sin, and then we would sin again, and then we would sin again, and we would live in bondage with our sin. But what we see is a beautiful display of Jesus and what God has done for us. He says, I, I'm sending my one and only son for you. And if you were the only one to walk this earth, God would have sent his son for you because that's how much he loves you. And we see a beautiful display of his unconditional love and grace, his unmerited favor. See, God is so good and his grace is so ridiculous. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you're gonna do. And a lot of people or against grace nowadays, because they say, well, you're just going to give them a license to, si uh, to sin. I think people are doing pretty darn well without a license. Can we not agree to sin? And we see that, that he, he gives us this, this grace that is so ridiculous. And all we do is have to call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon his name tonight. And he is gracious to forgive. He's gracious to meet you exactly where you're at. There's some of you guys here tonight that, that were drinking last night. And you were drinking so much that you got drunk and you blacked out. And somehow you ended up in your bed late last night and you're laying in your bed with, with, with just your, your, yourself spinning around in circles. And you came to this place where you have so much emptiness inside. You have this void that cannot be replaced. But you thought you could drink that void away. But you realize after doing that, it still remains. Can I tell you that Jesus is the only answer? Jesus is the only person that's going to fill that void. Alcohol's not going to do it. Another female or another man's not going to do it in your life. Or maybe you guys were drinking and smoking last night, and you got high, 
Can I tell you the greatest high that I've ever experienced is, is the high of Jesus when I'm in worshiping, praising him, thanking him for what he has done? That is the greatest high someone could ever experience. Or maybe you had sex. You got drunk. Or maybe you didn't get drunk. And you have this person that, that's your sidekick. And you were having sex with this person. And you knew it was wrong, but you continued to do it anyway. And you say to yourself, man, God can never forgive me. God can never love me. God can never use me. See, what I love about God is he can still use you in your mess to get his message of the gospel out. I'm going to say that again. God can still use you in your mess to get his message of the gospel out. Can I get an amen? It was my freshman year in college, and let's just say I, I, I was a follower of Christ. And then I decided after, after I, I, graduated, I graduated high school that I no longer wanted to follow, uh, follow Jesus. So I went to Penn State, and I played baseball there. Penn State Beaver, so don't worry, I'm not that talented. <laughs> so I went to Penn State, and I played baseball there. And I began to, to, to drink. I began to party. I began to smoke things that I knew I shouldn't have never smoked. And I was such in a dark place. And I was lost and I was confused because I, I bought into what the world told me that, was, that would uh, equal success. And I was, I, was, I was in chemistry class when the Lord spoke to me. And, 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 and let me just say, man, I was a mess. And the Lord still chose to, to speak to me. And he says, you know that kid that you spent a lot of time with in chemistry class? I want you to tell him about my love. I want you to tell him about my grace. I want, to I want you to tell him how much I love him and how much I care for him, how much I notice him. And I was like, man, I'm a mess right now. God, you can't use me. This guy knows that, that I party. This guy knows that I've been messing around with, with different things. And you want me to tell him about the gospel? You're crazy. You can't use me. And I saw that guy walk right, right, right in front of me and walk out the door. And then I come back the next day to find out that I would never see him again. And the whole class, they were talking. They said, did, did you see what happened to that one kid that was in our class? Did you see what was on the news? He was high, he was drunk, and he was driving his motorcycle, and he was going over 100 miles an hour before he crashed. And at, at that moment, it hit me. Man, God, you were using me in my broken vessel, in my broken state to witness and share the gospel with this person. And there's such a burden on me now. Every time that God tells me to speak, I will speak. Every time God tells me to share the gospel, I will share the gospel because I don't know what happened to him. He might be in heaven. He might be in hell. I don't know. But I was disobedient to what God was saying to me because I thought I couldn't be used by him because I was a mess. Where are you guys tonight? Because God can use you in your mess. And you see, as we leave here tonight and share the good news, that's our goal, guys. It is not an option. Remember this saying, a little bit of grace opens the door for a whole lot of truth. A little bit of grace opens the door for a whole lot of truth. Our world is dying. Our world is broken. And every single day when you turn on the news, you see something so outrageous 
and you think to yourself, man, can the world get any darker? Can, get the, can the world get any, 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 any worse than it already is? See, I, I see a lot of Christians reacting and not a whole lot of Christians giving a graceful response. Us Christians, we tend to, to react. We tend to point our finger. We tend to tell people, man, you're in the wrong. You need to know the truth. Quit drinking, quit smoking. But can I tell you this from my experience? When you lead with grace, when you build a relationship, a foundation of grace, it opens the door for you to tell them the truth, that God loves them, that God is fighting for them, that God has a plan and a destiny for them. See, religion is not attractive at all. Religion, religion stinks. Religion is bondage. See, Jesus didn't come to die for religion, but he died to come have a relationship with you. He came to die to have a relationship with me. And when I see what Jesus did when he walked this earth, the signs, miracles, and wonders that he performed, can I tell you that? That's attractive. That's attractive when someone's death that they can then hear. Someone that's dead, then they raise to the dead. That's attractive. Life is attractive. Death is not attractive. And so many times we, we, we speak death. We speak death statements. Man, this world's just getting darker. What do you expect from the world? The world's going to be the world. But I think it's time the church be becomes a church. I think it's time we become the, the light on top of a hill, a city that cannot be hidden. We can't play comfortable Christianity anymore, guys. This world needs us now. We have a gospel that is too good to be true, a gift from God. What are you going to do with that gift that he has given you? See, this grace cannot be hidden. God's love cannot be hidden anymore. See, grace will take you to places nobody else wants to go. And I remember being in my internship, and, and I worked at the YMCA for my, for my senior year. And I'm telling you, man, I worked in the dirtiest places. I, I worked in, in the ghetto. But you know what I found out? That God has given me a grace for the ghetto. God has given me a grace for the people that are lost and broken that nobody else is going to. Grace will take you to places nobody else wants to go. And grace ha has become something that we need, we need to rely more on when it comes to sharing the gospel, when it comes to telling people about the love of Jesus. See, every single one of us, before we had a relationship with Jesus, was sentenced to death, was sentenced to bondage. But what Jesus did for us, guys, is he came down on this earth so that we might have life and life abundantly. That is too good to be true. That is too good to hide. What are you guys going to do tonight with this grace? What are you going to do tonight with this gospel? Did you just come here tonight to, to feel good? To, to, to be in worship for three or four songs? To hear a message? To socialize? Is that why we really came? Or did we come to have an encounter with Jesus so that our lives will never be the same? Did we come to, to seek him more? so that we can go out and shine brighter in this dark world. Why are we here tonight? Why do we live? Why do we breathe? It's to bring God glory. It's to see his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And what I want to do right now is I want everybody to just close their eyes and bow their heads. And I want to open up this simple invitation 
to make Jesus the Lord of your life. See, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. But I'm simply just going to ask you to raise your hand, and Jesus will come into your heart. It says in Romans, in Romans 9, if you confess with your mouth and you believe that Jesus is Lord, he is Lord of your life, then you shall be saved. In the count of three, I'm going to simply just ask you to raise your hand if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And we're all going to say this prayer together with you. One. Two. I was lost and I was broken and I needed somebody to come and save me. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He came and he filled that void that nobody could, could, could fill. He came so that I, I could have life. He came so that you could have life. Tonight, if you want to make that decision, simply raise your hand right now. Is there anybody that wants to make, I see that hand. Is there anybody else that wants to, I see that hand. Is there anybody else that wants to make Jesus the Lord of their lives tonight? I see that hand. I see that hand. You can go ahead and place it down. I see that hand. Awesome. Hands are going up everywhere. And what I want you guys to do as a family, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And Jesus will come into your heart. But not only that, come, come and find one of us leaders and, and let us help you take your next step with your walk with God. So repeat after me. Dear Father God, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know your grace abounds. Here and now, I repent from my wrongdoing and my carnal flesh, and I turn towards you. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life, and I know my life will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give it up for everybody that raised their hands tonight.